0: Poison
1: Rana. Hello, hello, hello. Davey Portman here from Poison Rana. Welcome. YouTube.com slash at Poison Rana. If you're listening to this on the podcast feed, wherever you found us, thank you very much. Uh, I am riding solo today. Uh, this is actually my second time doing this already uh, because I apparently didn't hit that go live button. Uh, so here I am again. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Uh, Brayden is celebrating Father's Day with his dad today. So I wish all you dads, you granddads, you, you mums who work as dads as well, I wish you the best of days. Have a lovely one. It's beautiful here in Toronto today. Um, first up, we had the debut of Collision. Last night, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and also, I had an exclusive interview uh just earlier in the week with the Bollywood Boys, so I'm going to put that up on this feed. Um, we're talking all about their upcoming match at in Toronto at the rec room June 25th, Defy versus Progress, as they take on Matt Cross and Juventud Guerrera. So, listen all about that and uh, yeah, their they're kind of background in wrestling. It was a pretty cool chat with uh, with Harv and uh, Gerv earlier in the week. So, looking forward to. Uh, sharing that with you. Uh, we had um, a lot of wrestling going on this week. Uh, and hello, uh, hello, chat room. I see all of you. Yeah. Uh, riding Solo, the washing machine. The washing machine keeping me company today. Our loud, clanky washing machine. Um, but yeah, uh, lots going on this week. We had, you know, Jey Uso finally make his decision, aligning with his brother, turning on Roman and Solo in a pretty cool uh pretty cool uh, angle on SmackDown this week. Um I think uh Braden and I will get more and in, more into kind of WWE and the build to Money in the Bank and Survivor ser uh, sorry SummerSlam uh once Forbidden Doors over and give our thoughts on uh on the whole bloodline angle because I know we're on very different pages there. Um, But yeah, AEW, that's kind of the hot thing right now. We've got Forbidden Door just a week away at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Uh, The card is looking pretty great, I think. Um, I kind of like what they've done this year. You know, just announcing those two huge matches right away. Uh, Danielson versus Okada. It kind of just writes itself. You don't really need much of a story there. It's two of the best ever uh, going at it uh osprey omega i really like what they did this week kind of osprey with the the sneak attack at the end of the show in i thought was a really hot fun end to dynamite this week it kind of reminded me of that uh build to uh wwf versus the alliance uh survivor series 2001 just that last smackdown where everyone's running out hitting their shit uh i thought that was uh was a really fun end a uh, surprise return of eddie kingston um, is he with the elite? I don't think so. I'm still kind of holding out hope for that, um, Ibushi, uh, debut, but, uh, Eddie seeming to be, uh, still continuing his feud with, um, Claudio and back in AEW. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought a great Dynamite this week. I, as I said, I like what they're doing with the build, just kind of these open challenges, keeping it sim- simple, you know, Sonata just putting the challenge out there. I know a lot of people scoffed at the uh, at Jungle Boy going for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship but realistically like with all due respect it's against Sonada so who like who cares um I I would rather Sonada face like a Jungle Boy than maybe you know burn a uh, like kind of waste a Danielson or a Omega or whoever on that match with all due respect to Sonata so I actually think Jungle Boy is a good pick and trying to kind of you know ride that momentum from um, from the four way they had the four pillars of making sure you realise he's still like a, a top guy and then uh, MJF Tanahashi will it or won't it happen I uh, loved MJF's little promo talking about uh, you know that little indie fed in Japan with this with this geek Tanahashi so uh, yeah I'm I'm kind of all for the, the matches they've announced. Um, I assume we're getting confirmation on Wednesday, Orange Cassidy uh, taking on um, Zack Sabre Jr., which I think Orange had, like, one of the standout matches at last year's Forbidden Door. I see him and Zack doing the same thing here. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. And now, you know, I think you've got some hot singles matches on this show. I wouldn't be mad if the rest is filled up with, you know, six mans and that kind of thing uh i think last year relied too heavily on that but i think now with we've got our big dream matches you know so i am all for uh the rest of the show just being some fun nutty six man tags that we had last year um so yeah i am super pumped for forbidden door um those two like those two matches they've announced are enough already the the danielson okada and omega osprey um yeah so pretty pretty good dynamite this week and then we had last night the debut of AEW Collision uh bit of a new look kind of the red and the yellow uh kicking things off right away with the CM Punk promo and I've I've literally just I worked last night so didn't get to watch it live and have just finished and haven't checked out any of the kind of uh discourse going on uh online so i don't know what the consensus has been on this but i thought you know punk and promo he's great at it he's in chicago um i did feel it was you know something was missing for me as a fan and i think it it's almost it him returning in chicago it just felt really like you know, trying to recreate that magic from that rampage, but there's still this elephant in the room. You've even got that same fucking guy from the last time Punk returned doing his oh my god thing. Like, it just, it felt a bit more phony to me. Um And, but I did quite like the content of Punk's promo, because I think it's one of those things where he's leaning into being, um he can be a heel in certain territories, you know, um, calling, uh, taking a few shots at the young bucks, uh, with that line, um, like calling them what soft or something like that. Find it funny from the guy who's just returned from like three injuries, uh, back to back. Um, but yeah, obviously Chicago are going to love punk. He had a, uh, like a big baby face reaction here, but yeah, he seems he seems a bit pissed off and he did allude to, you know, all the shit going on. Uh he's carrying that world title in his bag and is basically saying he's the uncrowned champ until uh until someone beats him. Um so I would be very interested to see what Punk's reaction is going to be in uh on future episodes of Collision because I certainly think some lines that he said tonight would have had uh, booze in uh, in other cities, one hundred percent. And I, I got to say, I'm seeing in the chat room right now, uh, Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness was spectacular last night. What do you think? Uh, that comes from Jake. And I, I like both guys, but I did find it a bit jarring when uh, I've been so used to watching, um, you know. Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, etc., And then um, you have a big moment like Punk coming back and Kevin Kelly's on the call. It did feel, because I'm not used to hearing them as a team yet on AEW TV, it did feel like it was less than for me. Um, but I also appreciate that you want this to feel different. You want this to feel like a different show and having a different kind of voice on the show is a good thing. I just felt maybe there were some moments where uh, it didn't feel as big a deal as it would if kind of Excalibur or Tony were calling it. But overall, I do like them as a team. Um, I didn't particularly enjoy JR's involvement at the end. Um, He has tweeted out that he's going to, you know, take a break. And I think that's probably for the best. The poor guy had another bad fall, it seems, the other day. It seems to be happening a lot. Uh, just hope he's okay and looking after himself. But I don't really think we need him in the booth, personally. Um, and then, yeah, we went from that promo to the TNT title match. Uh, Luchasaurus taking on Wardlow, and watching it, I did kind of feel, you know, we've had that Punk promo, and now it's these two, and to me, they are not stars. And I think on your first kind of collision. This did make the show feel like Rampage to me kind of right away. Um Wardlow's lost so much heat. I think Luchasaurus has as well. Like he was super popular in the tag team with uh Jungle Boy, and now I'm enjoying everything Christian's doing, but I didn't think this was the right choice of match to kind of start the show off, because I did feel like, oh, it's it's Rampage. That being said, I thought uh I thought the two had a pretty decent match and and Wardlow showing a bit more than we've seen from him recently uh just two big lads you know big slabs of meat slapping meat um Luchasaurus kind of with the the upset here uh Christian using the camera uh on Wardlow costing him and I love the touch of you know I don't think Luchasaurus t- held that um held that title once after he won uh Christian holding it up him on Luchasaurus's shoulders. I'm sure this is obviously going to go to a a Christian Luchasaurus feud down the road. Um, so yeah, but as as people in the chat are pointing out, this title has been hot potatoed so much it it means so little to me now. Um, whereas, kind of you know this this title meant something back in the day when you had it on you know Derby, Cody's open challenges, uh, Brody Lee. And I do feel like in the last 18 months, really, you know, since since kind of Cody's last run, it's just all over the place and means less and less every time. Um, and yeah, Cameron pointing out in the room, like, uh, Wardlow is buried at this point. I don't know if I'd go that far, but where do you go with him now? Maybe, you know, maybe a tag team is the way to go. Maybe a trios with someone is the way to go. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm not particularly enjoying this whole TNT title thing. Um, we then had the returning Andrade El Idolo taking on Buddy Matthews, both returning from injury, uh, Buddy kind of favoring the knee that he's, uh, he's been rehabbing Andrade favoring the shoulder, uh, some spots where, you know, the doctors were coming in, checking on both guys and Andrade winning. In 13 minutes, with the figure eight, using using uh, his wife's move there, uh, which was a quite nice little touch. Um, I'm glad to see Andrade back. Uh, again, though, these are when, and I feel the same with Miro. When these guys have been such an afterthought for so long, and now you're trying to tell me that these guys are are hot and they're stars, and this is where you see the stars. It's going to take some convincing. And I'm saying this as a huge Andrade fan. If you've been listening to me over the years, uh, uh, Gargano versus Almas and chill. It's it's a thing. It's one of my favorite matches of all time. Like, I think this guy's terrific. But um, you're, he's coming out a little cold for me. Uh, the match was really good. I was really entertained. But again, uh, kind of had that sort of rampage feel to it as well. And then if that wasn't going to continue, Tony Niece comes out with Mark Sterling. So I look Miro returned again, just squashed this guy, but it's, I don't want to see Tony Niece. I don't think on your debut episode, I don't think this was a, a strong enough card. Personally. Uh, I think punk obviously is the draw. I'd be really interested to see how the numbers do. Um, but it just, uh, sorry, Tony Knee should not be on the debut episode of this show, even if it is just to be fed to Miro. Um, and then we had Sky Blue and Willing, Willow Nightingale defeating the Outcast, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. A bit of a, a mishap with the green spray at the end, causing it to go into Ruby's face, and then Sky Blue with the, I guess, the code blue uh, for the win here. In I, I actually really enjoyed this match. I thought, um, I thought Sky Blue has her stock has really risen in the last week they seem to be carrying that momentum from her her singles match with tony storm which i really enjoyed um and just tony and ruby i think uh are really solid in this division tony storm i i used to be quite critical of and i i think she's really helped carry this division and willow as well um is has been great uh really standing out i think this these four uh in this division are really kind of uh carrying things right now i wrestling wise i'm still not a big fan of the whole outcasts gimmick i find it a bit lazy you know the whole loser thing um but yeah i i feel we're maybe building to uh willow versus tony um at forbidden door uh would make sense willow kind of technically being new japan holding that new japan strong title uh but i could also see uh tony storm uh, sorry uh sky blue getting a um getting a another chance against tony storm down the line. Uh we get a video package hyping up the return of Scorpio Sky. I kind of take my comments on Andrade and Miro and apply them to Scorpio Sky here. Yeah, the guy's the guy's talented, but you've they've done nothing in the last year really even when he was TNT champion to make me particularly care about this guy. So Saturday nights being the home of Scorpio Sky, cool. Um, not really doing it for me. And then we have the main event, CMFTR uh, in their Bret Hart-inspired gear, taking on Samoa Joe, Jay White, and Juice Robinson in a six-man tag. This took up the majority of uh, the last kind of hour, went 25 minutes. Um, I thought a fun match. I thought Punk looked good. I thought they, they kind of limited, obviously, building up to that hot tag. Uh, But I thought he looked pretty smooth in there. Um, I didn't really notice any signs of ring rust. I didn't notice any shoulders explode or foots pop or whatever. Um, And uh, the interactions between him and Samoa Joe were really fun. I thought it was great having Nigel on the call for this because he was, um, you know, obviously in ROH during that time of that trilogy. They were really hyping up how big that trilogy is. Um... You know, they they own the rights to this now. I'd be thinking of putting these out for free on YouTube, that kind of thing. So people get to watch this if we are moving forwards with a CM Punk-Samoa Joe singles match at some point, which I, I absolutely think you have to do at this uh, at some point. Uh, CM Punk and FTR getting the win. Um, yeah, fun match. I was maybe expecting an angle at the end. Uh, it seems like... Um, It seems like Kenta and Punk is the way we're going. Um, And I thought with, you know, Jay White, Juice, Robinson, Bullet Club affiliation there um, could have been a way to sort of have Kenta come in at the end. Uh, But it seems we are maybe saving that till next week, maybe next week's collision in Toronto and just do a whole like one day turnover for this. Overall, I I might sound critical on the show. I really enjoyed the wrestling. I thought uh, all the matches on this show were strong. But I don't know if it's enough to kind of make me give up two hours every week. We get a lot of good wrestling in the week. Um, I could have done with some angles on this show. We didn't really have any angles. You had a title change and Punk's return. I think we could have set up a few more angles um, and, you know, a uh, a few more stars maybe. I did feel like I was watching A Rampage and this is where we... We throw all the, the misfit toys. Um, but week one, yeah, kind of thumbs in the middle from me. I um, will i don't know what everyone else thinks, but uh, it's it was okay. It was okay. Um, it's going to be tough for me, I think, watching this show every week, being on a Saturday night. Um, although next week won't be because I'll be there. I'll be there, there at the arena. Um, but, yeah, that was AEW Collision this week. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Uh, you can use our Twitter, let, let me know, at Davey Portman and at Poison Rana Pod. Um, but that kind of is it for me rambling on today, and I'm going to pass over to an interview I conducted a little earlier in the week with the Bollywood Boys. So uh, a few last plugs before I go away. Um, sign up to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Poison Rana. We put out our review of Suicide Squad, Last week, we're continuing our Batman journey. Uh, we also put up on this very free feed a review of The Batman, our bats uh, from just last year. Uh, really good chat with Braden there uh, talking about that film. Um, I, yeah, I, I loved re-watching this and really enjoyed having the chat with Braden about it. We also have an episode of Was Next up talking about the January 8th, uh, 2014 edition of NXT. Uh, where we're seeing more Miro, more Baron Corbin, <laughs> as things change, things stay the same. Um, and obviously, find us every Tuesday on the Post Wrestling feed for uh, for up next, where we talk all about NXT um, this week coming up on the Patreon. We've got Vengeance 2006 featuring Sabu versus John Cena. Uh, we were going to do a Money in the Bank, and then we thought this sounds more fun, so we're doing this one. Um, that'll be on the Patreon and then we've got the big weekend coming up. If you haven't got your tickets yet for Forbidden Poor, if you are in the area to go to Forbidden Door, what are you waiting for? We are almost sold out of these tickets. It's going to be such a great day. Starting at 3pm, we've got a pre-show uh, Q&A session, live podcast with John and Wei. Braden, and I are going to be Seeing, will Fire Frank defend his BDE championship? Will he retain? We're going to be playing some games, giving away some prizes, getting to hang out with you all, having some drinks, having some food. And then we're off to Forbidden Door in what might be one of the best pay-per-views of the year. I, I really think it could be. And then if you've still got some juice left in you, come and join us for the after party. Back at Real Sports, right across the road from Scotiabank, we're going to be having hot breath karaoke doing some wrestling themes for us all. It's going to be so much fun. Hopefully, some more prizes will be giving away. And again, just a chance to hang out with all you lovely, lovely listeners. If you don't have your ticket yet, go to postwrestling.com slash live and pick one up today. We can't wait to see you. Um, but that's it from me for now. I am now going to pass over to my interview with the Bollywood Boys. Ahoy! Hello, 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 Davey Portman here for a very special Poison Rana interview. We're on the road to Forbidden Door. Every wrestling company in the world seems to be descending Toronto this weekend. Every wrestling fan, we've got our Forbidden Poor event going on. There's uh, smash wrestling at the rec room, Defy Progress, so much going on in the city. And I'm very fortunate enough to be able to talk to Two gentlemen who I've kind of followed for quite a while, uh, having done the uh, NXT podcast back in the day and further on uh, AEW. uh, The Bollywood Boys who will be wrestling at Defy on Sunday, the 25th at 3 p.m. as they take on progress. Hello, uh, Gerv. Hello, Harv. How are we doing today? Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Thanks for having us, buddy. Appreciate you. No worries. I'm excited to have you both here. Um, yeah, so uh, kind of a lot. I kind of want to get to uh, today in in a, a little bit of time. First of all, you're going to be here. Uh, I believe you were just in Toronto a, a couple of weeks ago with uh, with Greek Town. Um, being, I've lived in Toronto now for seven years, and it's really been this last year we've started seeing all the independent uh, wrestling companies sort of recover since the pandemic. We, especially in Ontario, had such a lack over the last few years with the pandemic. And it's awesome to see uh likes of Greek town, likes of Smash and uh and Demand Lucha being putting on stuff again in front of packed venues. Um how how you were working bits and bobs, I believe, during that pandemic, but how has it been for you since kind of uh coming back, getting those crowds back, uh hitting the road? I believe you're you're all over the place these guys, looking at your your cage match, all the places you've been working. How how has that been for you guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, been awesome for us. Uh, just like you said, being hitting, hitting, the ground running since, uh, you know, the pandemic. I mean, for for the last two years and going back to Toronto and, uh, you know, Toronto's always been good to us. We're dating back to when our first, you know, live independent show back in 2006 or five and then doing our WWE tryouts there in the early 2007s and eights and, uh, everything in between and being able to wrestle at, uh, Scotia, uh, at Air Canada Center in Toronto, you know, few summers ago so everything in between everything's been great for us and uh great town, what amazing uh event they put on uh, the last four days there in hamilton toronto um i believe london as well and we finished up in waterloo but uh toronto has shown us nothing but love and uh, we love being in toronto and can't wait to get back there
0: harv i'll let you uh pick up Yeah, you know when we got our releases a couple of years ago it was just like it was the height of the pandemic so there was a bit of a fear there you know what life would be like with no real wrestling happening some spot shows but uh i would say we were very blessed because by the time we got onto the independence with defy wrestling and uh you know just traveling across canada the shows were picking up and i feel like right now it's kind of back to normal you know touch wood the world is you know we were just in trinidad you know so we're traveling the world and yeah, exactly. We're going to wrestle in so many cool places. We're going to Jamaica soon. Um, yeah, no, in Toronto, like Gerv said, like it's been so good to us over the years. Just the AEW show we did at the Coca Cola Coliseum. I mean, I hold that very special place in my heart because you know that was the first time we kind of did something TV related post our release, and the love and the you know response the t- Toronto crowd gave to us just it's one of those things like what we're doing is right, and you know we're on the right path. And uh, again, it sounds a bit cliche, but we've had such a special connection with Toronto. And so going, you know, going to this show, coming up with Defy, Progress, and Spash, you know, this big, you know, show that's uh, got all these huge companies together. We're excited, man, because we know the crowd's going to be there and they're going to be behind us. And uh, we're excited to give them a good show.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've listened to you guys before. I know you had the, the you were on Jericho's pod a few years ago and stuff. And uh, from what I've always got from you two is, uh, you're absolute hustlers. I mean, back in the day, you starting off, I believe you were, what, sneaking into the the Air Canada yeah. Centre to try and get trials and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. So to go from I- that to do TV is pretty pretty cool. I was
2: going it- to actually mention that story, but I don't know how much time we have. But uh, <laughs> that the sneaking into Air Canada Centre for us, you know, we just literally, it was like one of those things, again, like, you know, you buy a one-way ticket from Vancouver, Toronto, and you're not even booked for the event, but you lie to security about being there. And sure enough, you... You sneak in and then uh, they kick you out. But on the way out, you know, we we gotta wait. We got to meet Jericho, and uh, we stayed in touch with him. And ever since, we have kind of always had that connection with Chris. And uh, you know, it's it's always a beautiful memory for us uh, in Toronto.
0: Ten years after since then, uh, we got our NXT contract right. switch roster contra- contracts at the Air Canada Center too, which yeah. was. Oh, so like when we say Toronto's been very special to us, it, it is, you know, and um, it's, we love the city and the fans, and you know, again, Greektown was so good this last four shows, and yeah, can't wait for uh, coming up with for a Forbidden Door weekend is going to be awesome. And we're big hockey buffs, right? And the Hockey Hall of <laughs> Fame is right there, so <laughs> that
2: it, is, yeah. <laughs> it is,
1: yeah, it is. Uh, I I think Toronto is a special place for that. I think obviously we've got our like homegrown talents, but also there are people that we, we recognize Like you guys are from like just outside Vancouver and we do recognize that, uh, that hustle. And I know for instance, uh, a Johnny Gargano, he's from Cleveland, but Toronto is absolutely a home base for that guy. Whenever he comes here, so many special moments in his career has happened at, at the Scotiabank. And, I think the, the Toronto fans are pretty astute at picking up on that kind of thing and recognizing how much sort of uh this city means to guys like you. Um you're gonna be facing uh Matt Cross and Juventud Guerrera. Um I, I saw you've you've uh tied up with Juventud uh, uh once before, I believe. Um, but what can we expect from uh from this match? And if I'm if I believe it right, you're gonna be taking a red eye from Portland, you're working the night before, and then coming right over to do this so again the hustle but uh yeah. what can we expect between you four guys on sunday
2: well Harvall Star maybe we'll be limping in or you know crawling <laughs> into two wrecks uh, at the toronto rec room because the night before like you just mentioned defy wrestling in portland we've got a mumbai street fight not just against- any street fight, but a Mumbai street fight against the Second Gear Crew from GCW uh, for the Defy Tag Titles. So, you know, that's the first one that's on our mind right now. And uh, Harv, I'll let you carry on. But uh, let's let's see what kind of shape we're in. But uh, yeah, the flight five hour
0: flight from Vancouver, Toronto. We'll see how we're feeling. Oh, uh, and we we yeah we locked up with uh uh Juventu just recently uh, about a month back. And again, for us, it was an honor and a privilege um, because again, he's a WCW legend. You know, he's been. And I think Gerv and I, we've been blessed. Uh, Again, we've, I I do think like a lot of guys feel safe with us. And, you know, it's one of those things where we have that respect for the guys who came before us. You know, we worked Rock and Roll Express, you know, got to work Christopher Daniels, uh, you know, Juventud. I mean, I think I'm leaving out a couple of other uh, legends that we've got a chance to lock up with us in the last two years. But um, yeah. Sorry, Gerv. No, I was going to say the special thing about working with Hubertude.
2: He he was like he laid the groundwork uh, of what we eventually did like seven years ago, which was the Cruiserweight Classic tournament, and then which led to the Two Hundred Five Live. And you know, he was that Cruiserweight uh, division legend in WCW. So you know, so much respect and uh, love for uh, Hubertude for what all he's done, and we actually let him know that a few weeks ago when we did work him. And uh, we've never locked out with Matt Cross, but we're looking forward to uh, locking out with him too. And. Uh, Having a special tag match that night, and uh, can't wait to rock and roll.
1: So you say the night before you're working a, a Mumbai street fight. Uh, what, <laughs> what what would what are the differences between like a Mumbai street fight and your regular street fight be? What can we expect there?
2: Uh, Harv, I, I'm going to start with maybe a cricket bat in her hand, or something,
0: <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> maybe some naan and butter chicken and samosas with like tump tacks in them, or something like that. We can't get can't let all the secrets out right now. Yeah. Maybe
1: we'll,
2: we'll maybe one of us will jump off a rickshaw.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> Something I I want to ask is both you guys obviously it's in your name you're the you're the Bollywood boys you say you're doing this uh, Mumbai street fight um, wh- where do you see the difference lying because I there has been some news recently with kind of um, a bit of a lawsuit in WWE from a writer about um, maybe kind of uh, racial stereotypes and that kind of thing. Where do you think that line lies between sort of proudly honoring your culture and maybe crossing over to, to stereotypes because it's, it's something that wrestling has forever been filled with stereotypes. And now we're in 2023 where it is really world wrestling everywhere. And we're, we're embracing those cultures. Where do you see that line lying?
0: Well, I mean, I mean, sometimes you have to play into your heritage. The Bollywood boys character was our character that we came up with. With on the independence, and uh that's something uh you know we brought to wwe and then we became the same brothers you know that was a different story but you know i remember hearing an eddie guerrero interview years ago i was probably in high school where he talked about he wanted to embrace his heritage and sometimes you have to tap into a little bit of the stereotypes but at the same time like i remember him saying he didn't want to wear a sombrero and come out you know where it's like, okay, that's the Hollywood version of being Latino, but he wanted to be Latino. He and cool, and with the Bollywood boys, that's I felt like nobody had ever done the Indian actor gimmick, um, the dancing and all that. Usually, it's if you're from India or you're foreign, you're the angry heel, and we're mostly baby faces. You know, if you look at our work, even town and this last couple of years, we're we're baby faces. So in that sense, you know, we do tap into somewhat of a our ethnicity, but personally, I think we're we're kind of on that where it's like, it's fun and it's exciting for the fans and you see the fans <clears throat> dance. I think we play a pretty good, uh, we, we have a pretty good line, a word to cross and we're not to cross.
2: Sorry about that, guys. I think you're still answering the last question about ethnicity and yeah. all. Yeah, so I mean, I was just going to jump in as well, Harva. I don't know if you hey. mentioned this or not, but, uh, you know, for us, like I think I picked up from the part where you said we were the Bollywood boys prior to WWE. And, uh, you know, for us growing up, you know, there are two things that were big in our household, which was uh, hockey and Bollywood movies. So, you know, we grew up watching both with our parents, our family. So, like, for us, being the Bollywood boy, that's who we are. And if you watch any of our videos from Defy Wrestling to even Greektown just recently and everything in between, uh, even the AEW stuff that we did in Toronto last year, like it's a there's all like a lot of non-indian wrestling fans who are dancing and doing bhangra and people are coming up to us now and asking us what is bhangra can you show us what bhangra is so like for us like doing bhangra and showcasing our our culture we've never felt that this is like a stereotype for us we're just being ourselves and people are embracing it and that's the beauty of what we do as the Bollywood boys i think it connects with everybody and more so now than ever before
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's always a a fun vibe. I just I rewatched some of your uh, AEW work against the Kingdom, and like the, the crowd were super fucking pumped for you guys. They're all dancing yeah. along yeah. and I stuff, mean, Which, yeah. and I've been to some it's of like, those tapings. They're long when it comes to you know dark and dynamite and things. So it it's it's an achievement getting that crowd on these long taping days uh, to kind of be dancing with you, making noise, having fun.
0: I, just you, I, it. I, I, I think it's a testament to how the fans around the world are feel about us. And they, they kind of, you know, we talked about the under uh underdog story and they see us grinding, they see us hustling. And even though we're not on TV, you know, through the social media, people see us putting in the work. We're every weekend we're we're wrestling. We're busy, you know, and I'm I couldn't be happier with the way our careers are going right now. Cause, I, you know, we're we're hitting that second mountain right now. And the biggest the, the best thing about
2: what we do as a Bollywood boy doing the Pangra, it's a homage to our dad. You know, our dad was a captain of the his uh Punjab Bhangra team back in college in the, in India Oof. so like yeah it's 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 really cool to kind of like you know do it with a wink you know hey dad this is for you too and so like it's it's really cool and I think again I think naturally and organically people are seeing we're having fun what we're doing and it's not forced so uh yeah remember if you watch any of those defy wrestling videos from Washington Hall it's fans are actually having a lot of fun so are we
1: so uh, I did see that picture of you hanging out with uh, Bret Hart at uh, Greektown Wrestling. You're both wearing Hitman uh, shirts, jerseys right now. I assume big fan, big influence of you both. Uh, how was that for you, getting to hang out and chat with Bret? And and furthermore, have you had a chance to go to his bar yet? Because that's <laughs> bucket list stuff for me. Yeah, I mean, the, the,
2: the relationship uh, with the Hart family in general, dates back when we broke into the business i started in 2004 with the Hart family and the dungeon so i was like one of the last literally like the last uh five guys to actually get my start in the Hart house in the dungeon and take my last few bumps there before they sold the house so like that connection has always been there through bruce hart ross hart and then you know being able to uh have that build that relationship over the years with brett um not just through WWE, but even our independent uh run prior to wwe and you know brett's always taking a liking to us i think you know us being brothers reminds him of his time spent with owen and uh it's really cool to have built that relationship with someone like brett who went from a mentor to now a friend and someone you can just hang out with and get some advice and um uh, uh as far as uh harv i'll let you answer the question uh about the uh, the bar there the hitman bar but that i'll uh i'll i'll, st- I'll, I'll let you take over.
0: Yeah, we've been we've been blessed that you know again you know you sometimes have a role model or a mentor and you know he's over the years from our WWE days and independent days we just bonded over the years and now it's to a point if we have a question or if we're in, hey we see her in town or whatever it's it's just a it's a blessing and it's a relationship we definitely cherish you know to be able to uh spend time with them and talk with them and yeah we got a chance to uh visit the bar we've been working for dungeon wrestling also uh blade his uh oldest son has been running dungeon we've done a couple shows out there and and dallas yeah Uh, and we worked the billington bulldogs um and we probably had two of our best matches on the independence in uh, in Calgary and uh, went to the bar after and I was sitting there again, just seeing the memorabilia and hearing the stories. It's, it's quite a, it's quite a sight and uh, I would definitely check it out. If you're a fan and out either. there.
2: And the best thing is like those matches that we've worked, you know, having someone like Brett standing and giving you a standing, you no know, after these matches, it's, it's an incredible feeling. And, you know, he's not the type of guy to BS about anything and he'll let you know. And, you know, he's uh we we de- when Broward's telling you you guys are awesome workers and we're what we're doing is is right
1: that's that's awesome uh i mean brett is someone obviously i live in canada i've got to embrace brett now
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs>
1: yeah but he's uh that's awesome and to have like that kind of um validation from your mentor must be must be pretty yep. awesome um so you've kind of worked everywhere now at this point you had your wwe run with the cruiserweight classic and nxt uh, main roster with uh jinder you've worked aew you've recently been doing gcw dates as well um what's what's next for the bollywood boys
2: uh like harv was alluding to earlier uh you know we're we just did trinidad with all caribbean wrestling out of uh, miami and uh next is jamaica so we're really excited for that and uh you know we're just again for us uh defy has been home based. they took care of our visas and our, our all our paperwork to work in the united states so like everything that defy does we're with them and uh, you know we've been blessed to have those work visas through defy so uh, uh harv uh, off the top of my head, man, we've had a we have a packed month, packed summer coming up. I can't even think of like it's just like it's we're everywhere, like you said. So you know, AEW is coming to Canada here in the next uh, few weeks after the Toronto stuff too. So we'll see what happens there. But uh,
0: you know, we're, we're we're working hard, we're hustling, and uh, we're keeping the grind going. Yeah, no, I mean, just like girl said, like you know, post WWE, there's always that fear of what life is like because you know, again, you're in the grind, and then and then uh, we're, I couldn't be happier with the way our careers are going because. Gervin and I actually had this conversation earlier, just before we, we hopped on. We we're like we're building grit, you know. When you're out here on the independence and and you're you know working every weekend and you're going to different towns and sometimes you're working guys who are only two matches in. And, you know, that's that's a different challenge, you know, uh, or you're working guys who are 20 year vets on the independence. That's a different challenge. Um, then you're working guys who haven't really done much or w- whatever. So it's these different challenges that you're facing up. And I think being on the independence, I couldn't ask for a better second tenure in our career, because no matter where we end up here in the next little bit, um, w- we're building that grit, you know, that but- skill. The, I mean, the, the best, sorry, I was what
2: I was going to say is speaking of independent wrestling, I mean, I, when we, we first got our release, the best piece of advice we got was from Drew McIntyre. You know, he, he shot, shot us a text and just said, just hit the ground running. Let let everybody see how busy you are. Stay busy and, you know, stay connected and, uh, you know, through social media as well and let people know what you're doing. So, you know, I've kept that advice very close to our heart because he Drew, somebody that got fired, came back and you know went to the next level so we're still keeping you know our dream alive and uh, you know obviously um like you like everyone sees for the last two years we stayed nothing but busy so you know I, I i believe the fans are seeing that the people the wrestling world seeing that so we're just keeping our head down and just uh hit the ground running every every show and uh we love it we love we love the grind love the journey
1: yeah i i mean it it clearly shows i mean working trinidad and jamaica they're not places I've, i i tend to think of when it comes to wrestling I did I was fortunate enough to work at a theater in London during the 2012 Olympics and it was the cultural base for Trinidad and Tobago and those people know how to party so I can't imagine (laughs) what what wrestling in front of uh, Trinidadians would be like I I can imagine that was quite a party
0: it was beautiful very special to be able to chase your dream and travel the world and get to experience so many different cultures and places that's
1: that's what it's all about at the end of the day that's that's awesome well guys I really appreciate you giving the time to chat with us today um I uh, looking forward to Defy meets progress on Sunday the 25th uh I hope you enjoy coming back to Toronto I know you know this city pretty inside out by now uh but it's it's been a pleasure watching you guys over the last few years and it's it's great to see that you know hard work does pay off so thank you very much guys and take care
2: thank you Davey. appreciate it buddy
1: Thanks yeah. that,
0: man. No worries.
1: Right.
0: Poison Rana.